the Holy Spirit, he is a person. Amen. He is not an it, even though he's been called it. He is not a thing, even though he's been called a thing. He is not a feeling, even though we can't feel him. He is not a plethora of a lot of other things we use to describe him. He is the third in the Godhead. He is the person of the Holy Spirit. And he has a responsibility to us that is just as great as the responsibility of God our Father and of the Son, Jesus Christ. And when we are not aware of his responsibility to us, and when we are not aware of his person to us, we are neglecting ourselves of one third of the capacity of who we could be and the power we could have in walking out in this earth. It's like having a brain but only using a certain percentage of it. It's like having two legs to walk but you only crawl. It's like having two hands that you can use to clap but you only decide to do a few things with them. We limit ourselves and the expression of God in the earth through us when we are not aware of who the Holy Spirit is and we don't respond to him in such. He is offended. He is bothered when we refer to him as an it. He is offended and bothered when we only utilize him in an expression of a feeling or a tingling thing to justify whether the service was hot or not. He is not the temperature gauge to determine whether or not God's presence was or was not there. But he is the third person of the Godhead and it is his, his purpose, his reasoning for existing in your life to be something so much greater than just a feeling. He is the Holy Spirit and he is a person. God's responsibility to us is to be our father. He is the creator. The genesis of everything has come out of God. And we are aware of who he is because we see his character from Genesis all the way through to the end of the Old Testament. Then his son steps on the scene and his son is the grace or the mercy or the extension of the father. And his son has come to do one thing, to die for us, to show us how to live so that we can be redeemed back to the father that loves us. But all of these things would not be possible if it were not for the presence of the Holy Spirit that is interwoven throughout all of history and the Bible. We don't see him because we're not looking for him. We don't see his presence. We don't see where he is because we are not aware that we're supposed to be aware of him. But let me, in these next few short moments, help you to realize and to know that you need to be aware of him. The same way you get up in the morning and you say, thank God for seeing another day. The same way you walk throughout that day and you are thanking Jesus for his blood that covers and protects is the same way you should be acknowledging the person of the Holy Spirit and thanking him for his guidance and guiding you through another day. He is a person and he must be 
recognize. We have to deal with it. We, we, we have to know that he is more than what we have tried to uh, uh, surmise him into being a tongue or a feeling or an iteration. If you never speak in tongues, you still got to know the Holy Spirit. And I don't have time to talk about that today, and I'll get with it later. But I have to talk to you about the person of the Holy Spirit. Go with me in your Bibles to John, the 14th chapter. And I'm only going to lay one scripture on you today because that's all we have time for. Because I don't want to give you so much to where you're overwhelmed. I want to give you enough to make you hungry that when you leave here, you start this pursuit after knowing the person of the Holy Spirit. I so know the Holy Spirit's presence in my life that I can hear his voice just as clear as I hear my wife calling my name. Are you all here? And he is there not to make you spooky. He is there not to make you super spiritual. But he is there to make you connected and to be used by God to redeem a dying world. Yes. Are you here today? So it tells us in John 14. Lord, help me not get too excited. John 14 and 26 verse. This is Jesus speaking. It's in red letters. Is it in red letters in your Bible? Amen. So it takes precedence over everything else. Talk back to me, y'all. Is it in red letters? Yeah, yeah. So here we have here John 14, 26. Jesus is answering a question that had been posed to him by one of his disciples. And in the midst of his lengthy response, here's what he says in the 26th verse. But the helper, the Holy Spirit... Whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. When I bumped into this scripture decades ago, it changed my understanding of the person of the Holy Spirit. First of all, we need to know that he is a person. How do we know that he's a person? Because the Bible says he can be grieved. Are you here? The Bible also says he can be offended. I'll get into that in our, in our months coming up. The Bible says that, 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 that he can be bothered with how you respond to him. These are traits of personalities, of a personality that has to be connected to a person. He is the person of the Holy Spirit. The same way anything that God has done, he has done in three. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. When you see one, it is, it is a sign to you that the rest of them are there. Everything that God has done, he's done in threes. You heard me say it before, but let me say a little bit of it again. Uh, H2O is what? Water, right? It's two parts of hydrogen, one part of oxygen. If you take any one of the components away, you do not have water. An egg is the shell, the yolk, and the white. If you take one of the components away, you do not have an egg. You have something else. Everything that we are is composed of three things. We are mind, body, and spirit. If you take one away, we are not what we should be. We, our, our, our physical bodies are composed of a head and then our torso and then the lower part. If you take one of the parts of the way, we are not all of what we should be. 
Your eye is composed of three things. Your ear has three bones in it. In the earth is earth, wind, and fire. Everything around us has three things. And if you take one of them away, it is not it because it is not fully seen. And it's the same way with the Holy Spirit. It's got the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. If you remove the Holy Spirit, you do not have the totality of the expression of who God is. And many of us have been walking through life and we've been impacted by not having the totality of who God is, not having who the Holy Spirit is in our life, and as a result, we are not as effective as we could be. So again, let me introduce you to my friend when his name is the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says here four quick things. I won't take a long time. But the first thing it says here in the 26th verse, it says, but the helper, the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit's cold name is the helper. Jesus, the Son of God, the, the additional adage within his name explained who he was. Are, are y'all here? The Holy Spirit is what? The helper. It is in that name that you see the explanation as to why he has been assigned to your life. He is in your life to help you. Are you here? Not to help you get a tingly sensation. Not to help you dance and shout. Even those things are a byproduct of his presence. But he is there to help you do something which is way more significant and way more powerful and way more integral to your success of your daily life. He is our helper. Somebody shout, he's my helper. He's my helper. When you shout, Jesus save me. Jesus says, Holy Spirit, go get her. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> because the Holy Spirit is our helper. Let me show you how he helps. Because it's good to know that someone is a help. It's better to know how they help. And I say that just as, as a reflection of my marriage. The Bible says that my wife, that when I found her, she is a good thing. And that she is a helper to me. So it's good for me to know that she is a helper, but it's better for me to know how she helps. Because if I know how she helps, then I can be benefited by the help instead of pushing back against the help. Because she can't help but to do what she was designed and assigned to do for me. She is help. She, woo, she is the physical embodiment within this, within this relationship that is a reflection of the love of God to humanity. She is the physical embodiment of the movement of the Holy Spirit to every single other person. She cannot help but to help. Well, I don't want her to help. She can't turn it off because you cannot turn off who you are. And it's the same way that when you recognize the presence of the Holy Spirit, he is there to help. Even when you don't want help, he's there still helping. When you want to do bad, the spirit and the presence of God is still present. When you want to act ugly, he's still trying to help you act right. Because he can't help but to help. He can't help but to do what he was designed and assigned and created to do for your life. He is a helper. Are y'all here today? 
He's a helper, the Holy Spirit. Next thing is, you got to know, watch this, whom the Father will send in my name. Again, you see, whenever the Holy Spirit is present, you will see the reflection of the Godhead. Because mm -hmm. Jesus is speaking about the Holy Spirit, who the Father is sending in Jesus' name. Mm -hmm. So they continue to connect to one another. You cannot be benefited by the Holy Spirit and exclude Jesus. Mm -hmm. Are you here? You can't say, well, I ain't going to be saved, but I still want the help of the Holy Spirit to help me navigate business deals and help me to navigate things that I can do. And he says to you, I am not there to help you with you. I'm there to help you as it relates to his name. Amen. <laughs> so whew, he's not going to help you to do things that are fine. He's not going to help you to stay acting ugly. He's not going to help you to keep having an attitude. He's not going to help you stay defeated. He's not going to let you yeah, still stay quitted. Quitted? Quitted? Is, yeah. He's not going to let you quit. <laughs> He's not going to let you do that. Why? Because he is there to help in Jesus' name, reflecting and responding because of the one who sent him. Are you here? He's here because of God, but he's here because of God in the name of Jesus. They all work together. First thing, he's the helper. Second thing, he's sent by God in Jesus' name. Third thing, I'm almost finished. He will teach you all things. This is what he is here to help you with, is to teach you all things things. What things? All things. God does not desire for you to be ignorant concerning anything. I once heard Bishop Jake say, and if you've been here for any, any part of time, I've said it before because I think it's the most powerful thing, but we live in a day and age that if you know how to do two things, there's nothing you can't do. If you know how to read and you know how to pray, there's nothing you can't do. Because in the prayer, you are unleashing the help of the Holy Spirit who is there to do what? Teach you all things. You mean he's there to teach me how to deal with my relationships? All things. You mean he can teach me how to fix my car? All things. You mean he can teach me how to close my mouth? All things. You mean he can teach me how to speak up? All things. He can teach me how to how to how to be more faithful? All things. There's nothing he's not able to teach. So if you haven't been taught it, it's not because it's not available, it's because you didn't get with the teacher. You have a lifelong teacher who is assigned to help you. There's no need for you to be ignorant concerning anything. It's amazing to me how our forefathers got as far as they did not having any formal education. But it was because of the presence of God and the help of the Holy Spirit that helped to navigate you from through one atrocity from to next atrocity to places of victory. It's amazing to me how most slaves back in the day, our forefathers, that the way that they 
found out how to read wasn't from going to school because they were not allowed to go. It was from picking up a Bible and starting to look at it and to sound it out and to read it. You mean to tell me somebody who doesn't know how to read is able to teach themselves how to read by reading the Bible? Yes, but how did that happen? Because they had some help. The Holy Spirit. If if he can do that, then there are no excuses for what he can do for us now. What he's available in our lives to do now. Are y'all here today? Yes. He is our helper to teach us all things. There is nothing that he don't want you to know. Because God is the source of all knowledge, of all wisdom. Any and everything that was created was created because of him. And things that were made were made because of the knowledge that was allowed to, to, to transpire from him that caused things to be. Yeah. The source of everything is God. Yeah. Are y'all here? Yeah. He will teach you all things. Here's the last point and I'm finished. And bring to your remembrance. I used to hear this growing up in church, in the Baptist church. They would say, Holy Spirit will bring it to your remembrance. Mm -hmm. Just ask him. Just, 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 just call on him. He'll do it. And yeah, that's true. But they left out an important part. He brings all things to your remembrance. All things that I have said to you. So he is bound to remind you of what Jesus said to you. Okay. So then where does Jesus speak? Jesus speaks from his word when you read it. Jesus speaks when you are connected to ministry or you hear ministries that are led by men and women of God that hear God and they're speaking his word. This is where Jesus speaks. And the Holy Spirit is responsible because every time you hear something, the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So you can read something today and it has no uh, 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 connection for your today. But because you read it, it's downloaded to your spirit and your faith has been built regarding that. And in the time of need, when you run into something that you do not know how to respond to, it's the Holy Spirit's job to go find that bit of faith that was downloaded in your spirit and to double click on it to unlock it in your spirit so that you can be revived by what he said. But he cannot remind you of what you don't know. So if you don't come to church, there's nothing for him to pull up. He cannot pull up what you haven't downloaded. Are, are you here? If you don't read and study and get in his face, then there's nothing for the Holy Spirit to pull back up. I, I remember times of walking into situations and not knowing what to do. And God will remind me of something that I heard years ago. And it'd be the very thing that now I understand what it means. And now I know how to put that into, uh, 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 in, in, into work. In my current situation. Yes. The Holy Spirit. That's what he is there for. Watch this. The Holy Spirit is not up here. 
Holy Spirit is not somewhere out here. But the Holy Spirit, from the day you say, Jesus, come into my life and take it over. That's the moment that the Holy Spirit goes, and he's on the inside of you. And his job is to lead and to guide you into all truth. Are you all here? It's it's when, and this is how you can begin to, thank you, Father. I'm trying not to give you too much. But this is how you begin to know that you're hearing the voice of God because God's voice only sounds like his word. And the only thing the Holy Spirit can bring to your memory is word that you downloaded because Jesus is the embodiment of the living word. So when you got the word, you got it all. And the more of the word that you hear, the more of the word that you study, the more of the word that you download, when you get into situations, what happens is that the Holy Spirit is pulling up that word and that's you hearing God. Are you here? That's how you develop an ear to hear the leading of God. It's not a spooky thing. Are you here? We make it into a spooky thing. We make it into something that's only available for the elite that have bathed in the Jordan River. And I'm not trying to make fun of it, but that's that's not what it's for. The Holy Spirit is available for every person. And because we've made it into something that's only available for the untouchables, then it causes this separation between the elite and the rest of us. And Jesus said, I didn't die to continue a system of separation, but I died to take the veil. I died so that you wouldn't have to go to somebody to hear for yourself, but going to somebody will help reinforce what I'm telling you because you already got it on the inside and the Holy Spirit is bringing it up and telling you, yes, that's God. Yes, that's what God is telling you to do. Yes, that's the direction that God's telling you to go. Yes, that's God saying, leave that alone. That's the voice of God. It is the Holy Spirit bringing up what you download. People who cannot hear God's voice are people who don't study, who don't read, who don't pray, and who are not submitted to the priest gospel because there's nothing downloaded. The danger becomes, I hear you God, and I'm gonna stop because I didn't intend to go this direction, but I feel the pull. The danger is People say, well, I know enough of God and I, I, you know, I, I know no scriptures. I don't have to go to church. I don't have to be around other believers. God hears me. God loves me. And God will respond to me. Yes, that's true. But what helps you not be crazy is that when you hear a word, you're able to bounce that off somebody else. Right. And say things, I've done it before. I'll call my friend Dorsey and be like, man, God's leading me in this direction. And I, I, but, but have you heard this in the word before? Mm. And him saying yes is confirmation that what I heard was the Lord. Because the Lord only speaks from this. He will not speak outside of this. Amen. Are you all here? That's how we hear him. So that's why you got to stay connected to community. 
community. That's why you have to stay connected to a church. It's not because uh, 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 God is trying to keep you in some type of spiritual subjection. It is because it is the discipline of you being connected to community that provides additional voices to be able to bounce God's word off of. Thank you, Father. Just like the Holy Spirit just told me, which is why I just said thank you, Father, because I heard him. But what I heard was his word is this. Iron sharpens iron. You cannot become sharp by staying away from other sharp things. Well, those things, they offend me. They bother me. Well, that's what happens when you get around sharp things. You might get poked. But the truth of it is, is that it's making you better. Even while you're being bothered by what it's doing. Sharpening is not a pleasant process. It means something on you has grown dull. And in order for it to be sharpened, it is the abrasive touch of another that begins to shed off the excess that has grown and made you inefficient in those areas. That's why we got to stay connected. That's, I hear you, God. That's why the enemy is, 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 is in a great attack to get God's people separated from church. There's a movement that's like, I don't need a pastor. I don't, I don't need to go to a church. And it is a trick of the enemy that if you study history, this ain't the first time it's been done before because the Bible says there's nothing new. So the devil can't come up with nothing new. He can only continue what's worked before. The Holy Spirit will keep you engaged. The Holy Spirit keeps my marriage right because when, when my wife has done something that has bothered me, the Holy Spirit will tell me I can hear better now in year 24 than I could in year 4. The Holy Spirit will tell me, stop it. Go get that right. But God, am I hearing you? Yes, because the Bible says don't let the sun go down on your... Right. See, see, hearing God is hearing His Word. Yes. And it's from... The Holy Spirit. But when you neglect who he is, you neglect the person of who he is, then you neglect his power and his presence in your life to cause you to be able to be led and directed into the places God would have you go. I'm in places, but I constantly go to God and say, God, am, am I still on the right course? Am I still doing the right thing? I don't have time to waste. I had time to make mistakes. When I was younger, there were certain questions I didn't ask God because I already knew what the answer was. And I didn't want to hear it. But now I don't have time to force my will upon a God that knows all things. My time is spent with God. What should I do? Where should I be? Tell me how to respond. And I'm going to move and sometimes Sometimes he's challenging you to do things that have never been done before, that have never been seen before. I remember the day he became my friend because I got this revelation. I was reading a book from Benny Hinn, I'm going to stop, called Good Morning Holy Spirit. It's where to open my life to his presence. And I must admit, and I must repent. I have been holding back. Mm. 
on the true essence of who I am with him in order to be more received by other audiences. But those days are over. Dawson, I'd rather go down being wrong, thinking I was right, than to keep going a wrong way, a a way I thought was right because I was afraid of being wrong. Are you here? God, we... So walk, I hear you, Lord. Walk with him. How do I walk with the Holy Spirit? I'm going to show you how. Pastor Rhoda, can you come here real quick? I'm going to show you how. Because the Holy Spirit sometimes has been described as being the emotional part of God. And I get it. And for the sake of this, I'll utilize that but I don't want to reduce it to be emotional, okay? But the Holy Spirit is a person whose job it is to talk. Mm -hmm. God is good. To teach and to bring to your remembrance. How is that done? By talking. Mm -hmm. His job is to talk. Are you here? Mm -hmm. If my wife was talking to me. Start talking to me. Hi, how are you doing? Keep, keep talking. Oh, it's good to see you. How was your day? I wonder how things are going on in your life today. Oh my God. Where's, where are you going? Oh my God. Hey, how are you? Good. Keep talking. Oh, okay. Um, well, today at work, had a really difficult day. You know, some of the kids were just doing what they wanted to do and not oh listening. God. And then after I came home, I was just kind of exhausted by the day. And then, you know, we have a meeting tomorrow, and then we have something on Friday, and then we have something on Saturday. Guess what will happen after a while? What would you do to me naturally if you kept talking to me and I wasn't responding? I'd talking. You'd do what? I'd stop talking. She would stop talking. That's what the Holy Spirit has done in many of our lives. He's like, I'm trying to tell you what he's saying. I'm trying to tell you, I'm trying to remind you of God's promise for you. I'm trying to remind you of his dream for you. I'm trying to remind you of what he said. But you keep ignoring me, so I'll just go quiet. And I'll be here waiting for you. And in many of our lives, the Holy Spirit is in a dormant capacity because we don't listen. So how then do you re-engage that relationship? Come here, come here, Pastor Roder, one more time. How do I re-engage this relationship? Okay, so if she was talking to me, I ignored her talking, and she decided to stop talking, how do I get her to talk again? Huh? You um, be obedient to what she says. With, like, that, that's one of them. But, but, but what do I do to get her talking for the first time? Apologize. Got to apologize. Got to grab her and say, I apologize. You were talking to me, and I didn't have sense enough to listen. You now have my undivided attention. Speak, Lord. And the leading of the Holy Spirit opens again. 
but we don't do this because we don't consider him as a person. We consider him as a feeling or an utterance, but not a person that has a personality and has emotions. So the way you re-engage the Holy Spirit, thank you, Pastor Rona, is that tonight, we're going to do it in the next three minutes, and it don't take long. You simply say, and you ain't got to say it out loud. You can say it within yourself. I don't need to know your business. Or you may say it out loud when you get home, you cry to God. But you say, God, thank you for being my father. Jesus, thank you for saving me and the blood and everything that you provided. But Holy Spirit, I didn't know. And I repent and I apologize. Please speak to me again and then be still and listen. And you'll begin to have a flood of God's word about the thing that you've been stuck on. Sometimes we get stuck on something because God wants you to stop and hear him. But we don't stop to hear him. We continue to put into place our plans, our actions, our thoughts, the things that worked before, the things that we thought we should do, instead of saying, okay, Holy Spirit, you ain't speaking. I ain't moving. When you decide to speak, I'll know what God's heart and will is and we'll move forward. Faith comes by hearing. Some things we're not able to go through because we're not hearing the Holy Spirit bring up word to give us faith to get through. There's so much more I want to talk to you about, but I got to stop because I want to be I want to be mindful of your time. And I want you to come back next month as we continue to talk about the person of the Holy Spirit. So your takeaway today is go home or whether it's here in the sanctuary and you begin to say, Holy Spirit, I didn't know. I apologize. Let's go at this again. And every morning when you get up, God, thank you for another day. Jesus, protect me on this day. Thank you for your blood. And Holy Spirit, good morning. Let's go. And watch the change that happens in you because now you can hear him. Amen? Amen. Stand to your feet for a few moments.